Welcome to Tax Bites for Expats, the top tax tips you want to know as an expat. The podcast is here to help answer the common queries and concerns expats have when moving to or from Ireland. Complex taxes explained simply. We'll focus on the Irish and international tax issues to be aware of to ensure you save time, money and stress. Hi, my name is Stephanie Wickham from expattaxes.ie. You're listening to the Tax Bites for Expats podcast, the show that explains the do's and don'ts of income taxes for people who are moving to or from Ireland. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in again. Um, Just me today and it's a cold, dreary January afternoon and we said we'd talk about tax and today I thought maybe one of the issues that might resonate with some of the people who listen to this podcast are some tips around becoming taxable in Ireland, getting into the system here, the practicalities of paying tax in Ireland, how it's paid, when it's paid. Um, just to give some hints and tips really to people who might be planning a move to Ireland or maybe people who arrived recently and are struggling to understand how the system works. So um, firstly, I hope you all had a nice break over the holidays. Um, We had a great time kind of just relaxing, kicking back as a family and yeah, ready for the new year now and everything that it brings. So uh, let's start with one of the perhaps obvious things, but something that can practically pose some problems for people is obtaining a PPS number. So when you move to Ireland, um, in many cases, whether it be for tax or other reasons, you are going to need um, a PPS number. And that is essentially a unique identifier that you are provided that essentially is how government departments, you know, in in various government departments will identify you. That's that's not necessarily groundbreaking. And what is potentially heartbreaking is trying to get a PPS number. So what we find clients saying to us is that they may arrive in Ireland in a given set of circumstances and yet they struggle to actually get a PPS number provided. So we're going to actually do an episode on that separately um, and I'm not going to delve into too much of the detail today on the hints and tips as to how to get through that process. But suffice to say, when you come to Ireland, you need a PPS. You can apply for it online in the majority of cases. And we, as a general rule, would recommend that you do that as soon as you possibly can. The reason being because it can take time for a PPS to issue. So it's better to be on the front foot and to start the process as early as possible. Once it's been issued, you're going to find you're going to need it, and particularly in the first few months, quite regularly. Now, for anybody who's been living overseas and is coming back to Ireland, bear in mind, you likely have a PPS and it won't have changed. So don't apply for a new one if you believe you already have one that's been allocated maybe many years ago. Okay, so that's one of the first points about the PPS. And the next point would be around getting yourself set up in revenue system once you have your PPS. So once your PPS has been issued to you, we would always recommend that, particularly if you're going into employment, you register for what revenue call My Account. And My Account is essentially revenue's online system whereby people who are being paid by an employer um, can log in and ensure that their tax credits have been allocated to their PPS number and that the job they're going to be working in 
is registered in revenue system. So maybe just to kind of step through that a little bit. Um, firstly, just some kind of basics. In Ireland, if you are working as an employee in Ireland, you will have tax collected from your salary at source. That's the first thing. We have a tax withholding system here on employment income. The second piece is that as well as a graduated tax system, so in other words, depending on the amount of money you earn, you pay more tax, the more money you earn. We also have a tax credit system. So taxes are calculated and then those taxes are reduced with reference to your personal tax credit entitlement. And everybody will be entitled to what's called a personal tax credit. And individuals who are working as employees would be entitled to a pay-as-you-earn credit or a PAYE credit. Um, they're the standard ones. And then there's many more that, depending on your personal circumstances, you may be entitled to. For example, if you are married and your spouse is not working, you can claim their unused personal tax credit entitlement or, for example, if you're married and your partner is a stay-at-home parent to a child who's under the age of 18 and for whom um, child benefits being claimed, you may also be able to claim a home care tax credit because that individual is staying at home to take care of children. Many more aside. We'll go through a few of them in, in detail later. But suffice to say, what we're talking about here is when you're logging into your My Account you're essentially making sure that these tax credits have been allocated to your PPS. And what that means is that when your employer goes to pay you in real time, revenue system will tell them that they can apply these tax credits to your payment such that you walk home with the optimal paycheck that you can get in that month because your tax credit entitlement is being correct. Probably worth noting as well, do be clear about what tax credits you're entitled to. And if you are logging into your My Account, I would strongly recommend that you don't claim credits you're not entitled to. Why? Well, because revenue will broadly allocate them to you at your instruction. But of course, if you're not actually entitled to them, you are going to have to repay them potentially at the end of the year or, or over a period of time. One other point just to mention as part of that pay as you are in collection, and this comes up quite often when people are coming to Ireland, they will ask, you know, what are the tax rates in Ireland? So our lower rate of tax is 20%. We then have another tax, which is actually referred to as universal social charge, which um, goes as high as 8%, depending on your level of income. The higher rate of income tax is 40%. And on top of all of those, we have a flat rate of social insurance, which is called PRSI in Ireland. It would be equivalent to social security in the US or uh, national insurance in the UK. And that's um, a flat rate of 4%. Now, one thing I will say is that in majority of cases, when somebody's coming to work and live in Ireland, they're required to pay Irish social security. But there can be scenarios where they're not required to. So it's always worth asking the question if you're unsure. And then broadly, you know, once you've started to pay into that system, particularly as an employee, you're building up or you're starting to build up entitlement to various social protections. And um, the main one that people tend to be interested in is an Irish state pension. So um, depending on what age you are, you're, you're obviously going to be looking at whether or not you're going to have enough contributions to qualify for a full state pension down the line. So that's all essentially being dealt with by your payroll team. In other words, these things are being deducted from you and we want you to make sure that you've claimed the right tax credits and 
to some extent, by virtue of paying into the social insurance system, you're building up an entitlement to claim something in the future, hopefully. Um, We've spoken briefly there about tax rates and tax bans. It is worth mentioning, and this does come up, you know, how does the tax system work here? Well, a few quick points would be, firstly, our tax year is calendar based, so it runs from January to December. Secondly, um, you know, if you are an employee and that is your only source of income, tax is deducted at source, you are not required to file a tax return on an annual basis. Where you may be required to file a tax return is when you have other sources of income or gains. Or, for example, if you've received an inheritance or a large gift that's subject to tax. And um, so broadly, most people in Ireland aren't required to file a tax return. But of course, if you've moved to Ireland, if you have foreign income, foreign gains, or even Irish source income or gains that haven't been subject to tax at source, then you need to determine whether or not you have a tax return filing obligation. And if you do, you have to be aware of the deadlines. And broadly for an income tax return, for example, the 2021 calendar year, that tax return was due to be lodged by 31st of October 2022. That deadline is extended if an individual is paying and filing online. Um, and I think it was 16th of November last year. The, the date every year tends to change by a couple of days. It's generally the middle of November. So we have quite a long lead in time to, to file our tax return in Ireland. And for people coming to Ireland who may still have an overseas filing obligation, whether it be in respect of... I suppose, employment income, stock option income, you know, foreign income and gains that might be taxable in the location where those um, income and gains are. Or, for example, U.S. citizens who have ongoing filing obligations in the U.S., regardless of where they are. And that basically means that you should really be contacting an Irish tax advisor earlier in the year following the end of the tax year you have to file a return. And the reason I'm saying that is because Generally, the Irish advisor and the US advisor or the UK advisor or the Australian advisor, they need to be in contact with each other to work out how the tax credits are going to work. And the reason why I'm not going to go into that in massive detail now is because that part is complicated. And so suffice to say, if you're moving to Ireland and you have foreign investments, foreign income and a foreign tax bill, it's always worth making sure that you have two strong advisors, one in each location, who are familiar with helping you navigate, getting your compliance um, up to date in both locations and taxes paid on time and the right amount in both states. Another thing you might think about doing when you come to Ireland and getting set up in the system here, and um, I suppose we've spoken about you know the PPS, the My Account, getting that set up online, um, tax credits, the rates of tax that we pay, um, you know, our compliance deadlines here, is paying into an Irish pension. So one of the things that people tend to say to us, and it is in fact correct, is that you know tax rates in Ireland for individuals are high. That, that, that's a fact. And the reality is, is that for most employees, there isn't generally a huge range of options to reduce that. It's it's a fact of working and living in Ireland. If you earn, for example, as a married couple with two incomes over 80,000 euro, you're going to be paying tax 
at the higher rate, which, as I mentioned earlier, is 40% for income tax and 8% USC and 4% PRSI on top. So you can have a marginal tax rate on your employment income of 52%. People are often keen to reduce that. So one of the easiest ways to do that is to start to pay into a pension and an Irish pension in particular. And I think, you know, I often explain to people you know, the tax efficiency of a pension can sometimes be simplified, oversimplified. And, and the reason I say that is because people will say, pay into a pension and you don't pay tax on your contributions. And that is entirely correct. But really, I would phase a pension into three tax efficient stages. The first is what I mentioned, contribute to a pension scheme and you up to a certain limit as an individual won't pay tax on the contributions that you make. So in other words, if you pay €20,000 into a pension, you're not going to pay income tax on the contribution that you've paid into that pension scheme. So there's a saving there. The money goes into the pension scheme and then grows tax efficiently. And what I mean by that is it's not subject to tax. So for example, your pension manager will take the money, invest it, and the growth the income growth and the gains on that investment are not going to be taxable. So it's essentially growing tax free. And obviously, every investment is, you know, can go up and down that that's that's no surprise to anybody in this day and age if we're talking about defined contribution plans or um, anything that isn't essentially a defined benefit plan. But there's a third piece to it as well, which is essentially that when you come to access or are entitled to access that pension, you are going to be able to take some of it tax-free as a tax-free lump sum um, and the remaining amount of income that you take from it above and beyond the lump sum is arguably going to be taxed at a lower rate of income tax if we expect that your overall income falls when you retire. So it's one of the key messages and I know it's something that particularly people in their 30s here often you know or in their 20s start a pension early but it really is wise and I think if you have come to Ireland with a sense of you know the tax rates here are high this is a practical way that you can reduce your overall current and future effective tax rate assuming that you know your your, your pension investment is going to grow. Obviously, a caveat here, please take advice from your foreign advisor, speak to somebody who's a qualified financial planner or authorised to offer investment advice. Um, you know, these are ideas around tax efficiency, but as with every expatriate and individual situation, it's always worth getting advice from specialists before setting something up. Probably then to avoid information overload. Um, the other thing I would say is try and avoid getting too overwhelmed by the system. When you move to a new location, the setting up of, you know, I suppose yourself in, in the new system, getting a PPS, setting up your My Account, registering your new employer um, in your My Account, getting into the system, setting up a pension if that's what you're going to do or contributing to your employer's pension. It can all be overwhelming. But generally what we see is after that first two to three month settling in period, um, people generally find that the tax system in Ireland, particularly for employees, is relatively straightforward. If you are somebody who doesn't have an obligation to file an income tax return on an annual basis, then you obviously 
can still go in and claim, for example, medical expenses that haven't been reimbursed by a health insurance provider and other tax credits that you might be entitled to. So, for example, remote working expenses um, or you may have an an entitlement to a tax credit because your employer has paid for your health insurance. All these credits can be claimed either in real time during the year, potentially, or at the end of the year so that you would have a refund of any taxes that have been withheld. I think it's just important to note that's not an obligation. It's an option. Whereas I suppose an individual who actually has non-employment income and gains needs to consider what their obligations are about getting their tax return filed and their taxes paid. So hopefully these few points have been helpful for somebody who, you know, isn't entering the system, unsure how it works. Um, But as ever, if you've got questions, drop us a line. We work with people who are moving to and from Ireland, um, many of whom are in unique circumstances with a unique set of questions about the Irish tax system, how it applies to them, and I suppose cognizant as well of the overseas tax issues that they may be facing depending on where they're from and whether or not Ireland has a double tax agreement with that place. So drop us a note. We're always happy to help. And thank you for listening. We'll be doing more podcast episodes over the coming weeks. But if there are any topics people would like to hear more about, don't hesitate to drop us a note. Info at expattaxes.ie. We're keen to create content that people are happy and eager to consume. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to Tax Bites for Expats. Please do leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, remember to take professional tax advice specific to your personal circumstances before acting or refraining from action in connection with the matters dealt with in this series. The material in this podcast is intended to give general guidance only.